Welcome back to Season 2 of the Aware Podcast. In this global podcast, Nikki and Sarah, your hosts, chat to inspirational guests who have all had a breakthrough moment in either life, leadership or business. We share our adventures as we talk through the moments, courage, laughter and insight. A big thank you to all our listeners and we hope that you're going to enjoy Season 2 as much as you did Season 1. Don't forget rate, review, subscribe and share to keep us moving forward. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, so welcome to um, our lovely Aware podcast. We are so excited today to have um, Lois Wagner joining us. We've got just got some great insight and stories to share with us around her aha moments, those moments when true awakening um, identified sort of who Lois is and how she came to her journey and also the incredible story of how um, Lois really inspires others and takes that knowledge and really helps have other people take brave journeys as well. So thank you so much for joining us, um, Lois. Thanks, Nikki and, and Sarah. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, Lois, I want to start with this lovely thing, uh, the friend of forgiveness. Mm. Where did that come from and why is that kind of important for you to share? I, I suppose forgiveness was always in my makeup. I forgave a business partner who betrayed me and we lost the business and went into debt. And I forgave him, oh, maybe a year or two years after the event. And I never really thought about it as being a big thing until some years after that, when I forgave the man who attacked me, raped me and left me for dead. Oh, wow. And 
<laughs> and and when I forgave, it was a, a conscious decision. Am I going to forgive him? Will I forgive him? What is it about? What is forgiveness? And I did a lot of research into what forgiveness is. And I didn't really believe it, maybe. I prepared this whole big speech to give to this man. Uh, and when I was in the moment, uh, I read the speech and I realized as I was reading it that he wouldn't understand it. I don't think I understood it. It was quite academic and quite... And he, English was not his first language, and so and he wasn't a well-educated man. He had a grade six education, and so I thought this is not really working. But I read the speech, and at the end, I just looked at him and I said, "I take um, the I compassionately and completely forgive you, and I take the responsibility from my higher power and hand it over to your higher power." and I take back my freedom. And it is quite amazing that at that moment, as I said it, I knew what freedom was. It was instantaneous, and I cannot put it into words, what actually happened at that moment, but I was completely liberated, completely free of that event, of that incident, of that individual. And that is when I decided I am the friend for forgiveness because it is the greatest thing in the world to be able to forgive. It, it is and, a beautiful thing, but it's a tough thing, isn't it? And yeah. I'm thinking of this beautiful woman who's been raped and attacked and left for dead and the inner strength to sit with that and not hold it and go, I'm going to hand it over in order to get freedom. Because at the time you didn't know that's what you'd get. But I mean... What do you think about that person now that came to that decision of saying, I will let go and let you go with that? The most amazing thing was I, I was at the parole hearing where I forgave him. And the authorities said to me that they would give me seven days. They would tell me in seven days if he got parole or not. And I just looked at them and I said, no, you won't tell me because I don't need to know. I don't want to know. He now has nothing to do with me. I am so completely free of him. that And, and yes, I've thought of him, but only, again, in an academic way because I wrote my book. And, and so it was really, what was it about? It was, so it wasn't, there's no, there's no emotion. There's uh, the cognizant, uh, the, the academic acknowledgement of him, but there's absolutely no emotion associated. And what freedom does, it actually, it stops the triggers. You know, when you've been traumatized by any event, whatever it is, you get reminded, you have nightmares, you get uncomfortable, you get anxious. Since I forgave, I have never once experienced any of those negative emotions. I haven't been triggered. He attacked me from behind, and I used to jump if somebody just walked behind me. Now, it doesn't bother me anymore. It's totally, totally liberating. And you know what? You can, you can feel that in your voice. You know that sometimes you hear things and, you know, a lot of people can talk about forgiveness, can talk about that realization but you can feel it in your in your voice mm. can't you you can you actually really, you can yeah. see it in your face mm. that you know that must have been 
just as you said, without even consciously thinking about it, that immediate emotional release of saying, no one, no one's got control over me. I've got this. Totally. And, you know, you said just now that it's not that, that it's quite difficult. It's not that difficult. The decision to do it is difficult, but the actual forgiveness is, is quite easy. And I've got a process that, that I help people with to get to that decision, to make it that much easier. And that must be so empowering for people because, as you said, it's not the forgiveness itself. It's actually the decision to allow that forgiveness to occur. I encourage everybody to practice forgiveness. We all these days keep a gratitude journal. You know, it's been spoken about for years now, three things every day you're grateful for, write it down, keep a journal. And I say, well, let's add to that journal and let's keep a forgiveness journal every day. Three things you can forgive yourself for. So I forgive myself for pushing the snooze alarm button. I forgive myself for burning, for burning the toast. I forgive myself for shouting at the dog when he ate my slipper. And three things every day, three things that you think, you know, why do I have to forgive myself for? Those are so silly. You know, it's just things that happen in life. And the other one is to forgive to forgive other people. Three things, little things. I forgive my friend for not phoning me on my birthday. I forgive the dog for chewing my slipper. <laughs> I forgive <laughs> the husband. I forgive the husband for not bringing the milk home. So again, things that you wouldn't consciously think need forgiving, but it, it's it's like a muscle. If you practice forgiveness, the muscle builds and it becomes easier and easier. You know, if you're walking down the street and you bump into somebody or somebody bumps into you, you say, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. You're forgiving automatically yeah. all the time. So it's already in us. So if we learn to forgive those other things, the little things that are bothering us, yeah. finally it becomes easier and easier to forgive the big things and to be aware that forgiveness is not about condoning what the other person does it doesn't mean my dog my dog doesn't need a shouting at for eating my slipper uh, but but it releases you from that anger from that you get the stress and the anxiety and it raises your blood pressure and it makes you ill so why are you carrying it that dog has run off with my slipper and he doesn't care anymore so why am i worried about it he's moved on he's forgotten all about the, the <laughs> chewing and the slipper and getting in trouble he's just going oh what can i go and eat now you know? as you're talking i'm thinking of um because you know i've like from my line of work forgiveness is is a real crucial element um, but I'm, I'm thinking of, of what you've said is really quite important. And I just want to hold that because gratitude is really about being thankful of what you've got. So it's a, a coming inwards energy. Forgiveness is about outward, even if it's to ourselves. It's about giving, isn't it? So mm. I actually think we need a forgiveness journal separate from the gratitude one because it's a very different dimension of, of the human spirit. Mm. Mm. I like that how you I like how you put that together the 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 inwards and the outwards I think that's a very good way of looking at it so the other thing um I'm fascinated with because uh, I have a son um is your brave program could you talk mm. us through what pushed that forward as as something of all things that 
you're going to connect with and give to uh, all the people that follow you and listen and, and come to you for for um, inspiration. Why brave? Why men? It started. It's quite recent. It started about a year ago only. I help people overcome their trauma, particularly from sexual violence, any trauma really, but mostly about sexual trauma. And one day I thought, why am I helping these people overcome this trauma? Why don't we just stop it happening in the the first place? It shouldn't be happening. I shouldn't be helping women uh, and men because it shouldn't happen. And so I thought, what can we do to start making a change, to eliminate toxic masculinity and violence? And I came up with the concept of BRAVE. Do you think you might need an awareness reality check? Hey, we all do at some point. That's why we created the quiz, The Arc, and we can take you through the foundations of being self-aware and other-aware. And this can be the deal breaker in your life, leadership and business. So jump on, it's free, do the quiz and see where your gaps might be. They could be the change you're looking for. And the acronym of BRAVE is is the B is having boundaries, knowing your boundaries, knowing the boundaries of your partner and of your family and your community, understanding those boundaries and also not being a bystander. You know, we, we tend to see things happening. We see the kid bullying another kid or saying something nasty, and we don't do anything about it. We become bystanders. Uh, in, in Cape Town some years ago in the morning, uh, the street cleaners found written on the street in red paint was, uh, I saw what happened. I'm sorry I didn't help. Yeah. And, there was some red, and there were some red roses. And I thought, whatever that person saw, we will never know. But that person is walking around with guilt and discomfort and, and anxiety. They saw something horrible and did nothing about it. Now, we can't always intervene because it could be dangerous, but you can call somebody. Everybody's got a phone these days. So, so the B is the boundaries and the bystander. And then the R is respect. If you know those boundaries, respect those boundaries. Respect what the other person needs and wants. Um, and the the A is agreement. Ask before you do anything. Get permission. And, and permission is not a no. A permission is a yes. And, and not only just a yes, but an enthusiastic yes. Yeah. So I, it's so important to... Yeah. So uh, the V is um, values. What are your values? Not only the indoctrinated values that you have as a as a child, uh, but the values you grow and develop in your adult years. So it's knowing your values. A lot of people don't really think about their values, and then understanding the values of your community, and then respecting those values. And it's also about having a voice. It's about speaking up, speak out, share, share your story. I, I don't, I don't encourage people to share the the trauma stories emotionally and and publicly like I do, unless they're really comfortable with it mm-hmm. and ready for it. But have a voice, speak out, tell people that what they're doing is wrong. Share your feelings and your emotions about what is happening in the world. 
and the E is equality, which is a given, yeah. and, and, and be empowered to make a difference. So that is a brave, and I think if we can teach everybody, it, it was aimed predominantly at boys and men, and as I work with it, I realize that it works for girls and women too. I was yeah, thinking just that when she was thinking like, could men embrace that would be huge, especially in Australia, we have quite a big problem with domestic violence here, um, but part of it is teaching women that too because yeah, you know one doesn't go we can't just keep focusing on one gender we have to unite them yes in, in absolutely and yeah. it's, it's encapsulated everything I'm thinking yeah and I really I love the word um and you know I have two boys and a girl and um I really like the word of you know bystander and you know taking some accountability to you know I always say to my kids that if you don't stand up to the unacceptable behaviour, the intolerable behaviour you see from others, then you're condoning that. Mm. You're creating this cycle of acceptance and, you know, being not a bystander. Because as you said, that person that saw something that highly traumatised them enough to write something on the street, they haven't had that ability to create forgiveness and move forward because they're holding on to it and it's holding them in a place that's probably particularly uncomfortable. So I agree. I, I really love that word, you know, brave and everything it represents. But I do believe it 100% has a role in every audience, doesn't it? Mm. You, know, yeah. you know, in business as well, it's about being brave and mm. calling out, you know, the things that we are passionate about mm. and, and make a difference. Uh, if we and if we can teach those qualities to to everybody, boy, what a world we will have! Be beautiful. It'll be just blissful. <laughs> Imagine all the problems that could be addressed in society if you know. Sometimes we just stood up. Yeah. We need Lois for president. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Can you come and like look after Victoria? Get us out of lockdown and teach people some respect mm -hmm. and some manners. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no. Can, can we ask walking um without skin? I mean, what a what a title, walking yeah. without skin. That's a that's a punchy title because um you know it just reads of being bare, of being exposed. Um, of being naked. Um, tell us about that journey. Uh, so, so exactly what you've said, you hit the nail on the head. It's about being vulnerable. Yeah. And, you know, I was, I was attacked and raped long before the Me Too movement yeah. <laughs> and when the word rape was never discussed in polite circles. Mm -hmm. And I decided that very night that I was going to write my story so that the world can learn about it, that it happens to everyday people in everyday situations. It's not those really, really rare situations or it's not that only the poor people who live in, in squatter camps. And it, it happens to everybody all the time. And, you know, at the time, nobody knew the statistics. When I started researching and I found at the time they claimed it was one in four, they now say it's one in three. 
uh, the statistics just horrified me. So I decided I was going to share my story with the world. So I started writing that very night. I started writing my journal with the intention of turning it into a book. And I did turn it into a book, but it took me 24 years. <laughs> that evolution. Uh, what delayed the evolution of that book coming, you know, into form? Why did it take 24 years? Well, it started, as I say, a journal, and it's very punchy and raw, and, you know, it's every emotion and feeling that I was having. And then it became, wada, 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 wada. I went to dinner, I went and, and it became a diary, and it became very boring. So I thought, nobody's going to want to read this book. And then the Me Too movement started. Then I thought, uh, you know, I'm just going to be another me too. You know, it, I'm not going to be original. And then I forgave. And then I thought, okay, there's an end. There's a conclusion for the book. So that was very exciting. I thought, now I've got a conclusion. And I entered the book into a competition and I didn't win. So I was, <laughs> I was a bit put off and disheartened. So it went into the back burner again. And then, it, you know, life was pretty good and I was traveling the world. And, and so it just took a, a back seat. Yeah. And, and then I was working and living in the Middle East and I had to come home to South Africa because of my age. They wouldn't renew my work visa anymore. Oh, and I came, home, <laughs> I came home and I thought, well, now's the time, you know. And so, and the format of the book changed over the time because initially it was just a journal now it's part journal but it's interspersed with learning and lessons and tips and advice so it's part memoir part self-help guide do you think you might need an awareness reality check hey we all do at some point that's why we created the quiz the arc and we can take you through the foundations of being self-aware and other aware and this can be the deal breaker in your life, leadership and business. So jump on, it's free, do the quiz and see where your gaps might be. They could be the change you're looking for. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, and you're right, because even through that process of pulling the book together, you're at different stages in your life. And as you said, it's that points of reflection that give it, you know, uh, a greater level of clarity is what am I writing this for? Like, is it, how can I translate it into helping others? A cathartic moment yeah. takes a long time to evolve into a mental moment, doesn't it? Because it started to help yourself and then you needed age and life and um, experience to craft it into something that people would take and go, I'm not going to drift in this. It does have an end. The forgiveness is the key. That's why I've read the book. Yeah. To understand how could she go from here to gifting herself the freedom of forgiveness. It's it's like I get it. I get it. Yeah, it was it was quite a journey. And as a result, I created my model because when I was doing the reflection in the in the final writing, I realized, okay, I've been through this process. What is this process that I went through? And then I created my model from victim to survivor to thriver to freedom. 
And, and when you understand that model, you can understand where you are on your healing journey and you can understand why you do the things you do and why you, you're not ready to forgive. <laughs> and yeah. if, because when, you, when you're a victim or a survivor, you can't forgive because you, you're surviving and you, you're coping with your, your negative emotions and what happened to you. So how can you forgive? It's only when you come out of that. Are you ready to, to really forgive the perpetrator? And it's such an amazing, um, you know, as you said, through that process of pulling the book together and, and going from memoir, you really went to that point of saying, okay, well, how can this help others as well? And I think that's, you know, as I said, you could hear it in your voice that it helped you be able to craft it into something that could really you know, have an impact. And I'm sure you must have many stories of those moments of watching others find that forgiveness as well. It must be incredibly rewarding. And self-forgiveness, you know, that, that is a part that we sometimes overlook. I hated that man. I, I hated my business partner. Hate is a very horrible emotion to carry. It doesn't do you any good. I ended up drinking too much. <laughs> I ended up eating too much. I had to forgive myself for those things. Also, I fought the perpetrator. I fought him with everything I had, but I didn't know how to fight. And then I had, oh, if only I'd known how to fight. Yeah, so, I had to, so I had to forgive myself for that as well. Because part of, part of forgiveness is understanding that you made the best decision and that person made the best decision they knew at that time. Had they known the outcome would be different, they would have done something different. And I think that is part of really understanding uh, what has happened and moving on to freedom. I wanted to just um, catch something you said for our listeners which is that um, the idea of forgiveness doesn't mean it has to be now. You don't have to um, have an event, a very traumatic event, or any event where forgiveness would be really helpful and act on it. You have to be ready. You have to be in that headspace and that soul space to be ready to really let it go. Otherwise, what it becomes is a lie that you're holding. I said I forgive, but I haven't. And um, I'm thinking that's a really lovely message you said. Let yourself process before you even entertain the idea of, of reaching that freedom through forgiveness. You know, it, it's so important that you deal with the trauma, whatever it is, immediately, as soon as possible, before it becomes PTSD. You know, if you can deal with it straight away, you're not going to have those problems later. And then the, free, the, the forgiveness becomes that, e that much easier, that much quicker. So for me, it took me 14 years to forgive. But now forgiveness has become part of who I am because I've practiced it so much. It's so easy that if something upsets me or somebody hurts me in some way, I can process it almost immediately. And then I forgive immediately. And so I've become your friend for forgiveness. I just forgive. It's part of who I am. So it is a process, but it's so important that you acknowledge what happened, the emotions that happened, 
separate the emotions from the incidents because they are separate. Your feelings have nothing to do with actually what happened and deal with those emotions as soon as possible, but deal with them. Don't just say, ah, I'll get over it. You know, you will get the- over it, yeah. but it goes into your subconscious and it comes back and it triggers you. So it's so important. And then forgiveness becomes easy. Yeah, and as you said, you know, the the moment that you felt that forgiveness, it also, you know, allowed you to recognize, you know, to let go of those triggers. Mm. Those triggers didn't break through because you mm. truly not just said the words, but you felt it in your heart, that um, true forgiveness. So mm. it's very, yeah, it's, it's amazing. So I was going to say, when I, forgave, <laughs> when I forgave my business partner, he cried. And I'll never forget that. I had this compassion for him, this complete, it's okay. And whilst we, we will ne- never be friends again, if I see him in the street, you know, it's how, hi, how are you? Uh, you? You develop that compassion through the forgiveness and the forgiveness gives you compassion. Yeah. And so it's wonderful. Yeah, I know that. I'm in my head thinking, oh, I might be listening to you a bit more. There's a couple of people I'm going, I refuse to forgive them. <laughs> I need to probably delve into that a little bit and think about yeah. the freedom it would give me. Yeah, and I think, I think you're right. As I said, you know, at the very start that you can, um, you know, get the sense of authenticity of that forgiveness um through yourself and you know in our line of work we see lots of people that you know talk the talk Mm. um but you know it's really inspiring to see you um you're clearly living that Mm. and and you know for people to share that with you is phenomenal we should jump in at that point to your arc awareness score um and we we, I, i wanted to know first what you thought of it um the awareness reality check that we sent through well, I found that um, I'm pretty aware <laughs> and, and I battled with one question, as I think I mentioned to you, because um, I'm, really, I'm really in a good place on so many things. So I am, in, I am aware, I am in control of my emotions and my life, I suppose. It doesn't always work out with pandemics and things getting in the way. But I'm in in control of me, and that's what's important. I'm wondering if I could ask something. If we said to you, um, this version of you has got you here, she's well-rounded and insightful, and it would appear to me you offer so much, you know, back out, which is is what we're always looking for. But if we said to you, now you need to let go of this version to develop the next, how comfortable would you feel? I'm so comfortable with who I am right now. You know, I've reinvented myself about 17 times in my life. (laughs) We love that. We do really love that because we find a lot of people who are, you know, that we talk to um, are stuck in the one, you know, that that first leap forward out of that original self. They get stuck and they hold it tight. Yeah. I love that no, so, so I think where I am now at my age, I'm quite happy to stay here. Um, who knows though, you know, something pops up tomorrow and the pandemic lifts and things change. Who knows? You know, I'm 
I'm acceptable, accepting of uh, opportunities that, that come my way and I'll grab them and run with them. So <laughs> I think that's really, I think, and, you know, one of the things that we look at is that people that have that true sense of control and true sense of, you know, really understanding yourself. You've gone through your 17 versions. You're always ready to jump at the next thing that will help you impart what you've learned. And that's the most important mm. thing, isn't yeah. it? Was there a, one of those lovely 17 phases of, of you uh, that you miss, that you think you left behind and didn't take a, an essence forward? I don't think so. I've, I've, I've carried most of the lessons forward. Uh, I've grown. I have no regrets. I miss some of the things maybe, but it's not a regret. It's just saying, oh, I had a good life. I had a good time. I had a good experience. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I sometimes wonder where I would be if I'd stayed in some of those places. You know, you can't you can't go there. You know, this is where I am now. And It I'm really sounds like you're a woman who has found herself and really likes herself. Mm. And that's kind of a rare thing to to listen to these days it is you know what I like to say you know everyone says you must step out of your comfort zone mm -hmm. I say I live out of my comfort comfort zone <laughs> I'm not stepping out I'm there <laughs> <laughs> I think I think being outside of my comfort zone is my comfort zone <laughs> yeah is that the trick like for our listeners is the trick not to just you know dip your toe out and run back to safety is the, is it to just walk into discomfort and hang there that is who i am i do walk into discomfort one of the things i do is i travel i travel mostly solo and i travel to countries that most people won't go to yeah uh, and so people say it's high risk and it's uh, irresponsible but boy, I've had the most amazing experiences as a result, visiting countries like Iran and Haiti and, and Pakistan and countries where most people just don't go. Yeah. And I've met the most amazing people, made the most amazing connections and friends. And it's fabulous. So taking a risk takes you to new places. Yeah. And that, that's really you um, embracing that brave, isn't it? It's being authentic. It's not being that bystander. It's being a part of a part of life, and um, continuing to just jump out of your comfort zone. And you know, I have to say, I so thoroughly enjoyed talking with you. Because I think we could talk more, and oh, yeah, absolutely, we could talk to you for hours. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm going to highly recommend everyone get your book. Yes. I think the evolution of a book over that long period of time is a story of life learning as well. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to highly recommend people get your book and, and also jump on and, um, yeah, get to know you and see what you're offering. It's been, uh, it's been really lovely. It has. Um, having a chat all the way from Johannesburg to Melbourne. Yes. <laughs> It's great. It's fabulous chatting to you two as well. It's been fun. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. We have to do this again at some point. And I, I always like to end off any talk that I can. And unfortunately, people can't see this, but I'm, I always say to people, fly free. Oh, that's, oh, beautiful. that's beautiful. She just showed a beautiful butterfly. I think that is that handmade. <laughs>
Yes, it's it's actually my logo. Okay, so, that's good. Yeah, it's beautiful. So fly free, everyone out there. That's a beautiful way to end up. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thanks. So much to take away from today's podcast. And the idea that is challenging, I think, for so many of us, that true deep-hearted forgiveness can release us from the trauma and fear of tragedy. And I think we're all going to sit in that space and wonder how we can do that. But certainly... This is a podcast that helps you explore how freedom is in your ability to give up things that we hold, perhaps for the wrong reasons. If you're interested in finding more out about Lois Wagner, uh, drop into her website, loiswagnercoaching.com and have a look at her brave program for toxicity with men. Uh, Maybe even ponder a forgiveness journal and perhaps buy her book, Walking without skin as a journey that you might be interested in following. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Thank you for listening to the Aware Podcast and we really hope you enjoyed our guest's insight and the little quiz at the end just for a bit of fun. Music for the Aware Podcast is by Tape Machine featuring LFA. The song title is This Is Who I Am. If you would like to be a guest or contact us regarding the Aware platform, please email awarearcgroup at gmail.com. That's aware, A-R-C, arc, group, at gmail.com. We are Nikki Mackey and Sarah Godfrey. See you next time.